You're episode 90. I can't believe Hey, we're live. Uh, I was telling him, guys, welcome. I was telling uh, David that we're, we're he's episode 90 of the podcast live feed, all the stuff, uh, all the times we've talked to people through a microphone. So I'm kind of excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to cross 100 episodes on the 12 Pods of Christmas. And uh, today's guest, y'all, I'm telling you, I say it every single time. I'm excited. It's it's pretty badass to, one, be a Dragon Drive event guy, which is, I mean, that's where my heart's at. And then, two, coast-to-coast <laughs> stuff, which is where a an immense amount of my – interest lies in some future car events and future driving. Uh, some some great conversations were had in the last like six minutes, I would say, that we've been on live. And the cool part is you and I have never talked. So there's a lot of learning that I'm going to have to do, a lot of questions I'm going to be asking. And I think it'll be a good time for our everybody that's watching. So why don't you kind of introduce yourself, tell everybody where they can find you, you know, Instagram, all, all your social stuff. Absolutely. So thanks for having me. Uh, I've seen a couple of your shows and they're awesome. And uh, the thanks. only way I like the only way I correlate your name is with that awesome Crown Vic cart thing. I remember seeing that. I think you were a 2.0 last year, right? Yep. Yeah. And I saw that thing. I was like, that that is awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, it looks like an absolute riot. Um, so uh, I'm David Williams. Uh, and uh, this is my silly drag and drive car here behind me, uh, which you can find on Instagram at LS, lsxus.racing. Um, so it's like Lexus, but with an X instead of the, uh, what, the, uh, sorry, it's an S instead of the E. Nice. Sorry, words are hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, like you were saying, uh, what is it? Today's the 16th. About a month ago today, uh, we were rolling into, we were, we were rolling, I think, into California about this time. It's about four o'clock. Uh, nope, nope. We were, we were like there. <laughs> we were like nice. on surface stage rolling in, rolling in. That was <laughs> so much fun. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, when you, if, you absolutely need to seize the opportunity should you get one to do to do on man. They are so much fun. Yeah. Um, so the uh, you're talking about like the coast to coast stuff or Dragon Drive? Which one? Oh, uh, sorry, the, co the coast to coast stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, because the Musket Ball is actually the second Transcon event I did this year, and uh, also the second one in a row that I won. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dude, that's crazy. Uh, on Fred's couch in Oklahoma is where uh, you can also find David. <laughs> Absolutely, and Fred is a is a fantastic friend of mine, um, and I have a really cool story involving putting a '78 Malibu together out of his junkyard of parts that he had at that time, and is in his super awesome like barn garage sort of situation there in Oklahoma. He's a great friend. That's cool. So Oklahoma's not far from Northwest Arkansas. Here uh, is Fred in Tulsa. Is that right? Tulsa area or drum right, if I remember right, which is like, uh, there's a whole bunch of oil there. I remember he's like, check out this global, th this uh, Google Maps thing. I was like, holy crap, because um, it's like nothing but oil storage all over the thing. Nice, nice, that's awesome. I'll have to get with him. Maybe uh, do a uh, on-site live feed podcast uh, deal with him. I think I I'd really like to pick his brain too. He's done a ton of. I mean, that's like it's official name is endurance driving, right? I mean, long distance drive. I don't, I don't even know what to call that stuff. Automotive masochism, I think. 
uh, no, Fred is absolutely like a wild man in all things race car, street car, no matter what it is, like, and has some of the dopest cars I have ever seen. Uh, his yes. Galaxy, if you haven't seen it, is the coolest thing on four wheels, I swear. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, uh, following him on all this stuff, and that's pretty cool. So, but before we get into conversations, I got to thank the folks that make all of this possible. Uh, the sponsors we got, you know, Andy's Computer Repair. Without him, we wouldn't even be in the shop. I wouldn't even have a need to build the podcast room. Hawassi Tire and Lube, uh, we crossed 3,000 subs. Time for some new tires. We're going to do a 300-foot burnout or attempt it for a second time in the uh, Turbo LSC 10 truck. Uh, last time we did it, uh, broke the rear pinion yoke, destroyed the drive shaft, broke leaf springs, all kinds of stuff. So I got to get it back together and, uh, and get wow. it ready. Yeah, it was it was uh, violent to say the least. Will Hop was rampant, so we're, uh, we're we fixed that with a torque bar and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Jay Roberts just popped in on Facebook to hate him, and then of course the reason we built the podcast room so quickly is because everybody donated. Uh, Tom Stark, Ryan Wing, Matt Monroe, Donovan Green, Tyler Petrum. Oh, God, I almost had all of them. Uh, Matt Monroe, yeah, Tyler Petrum, Tom Stark, who's going to be on Saturday with him and Blaine, and I think they're talking their daughter into coming on. Uh, they're getting ready for the Christmas tree race. Uh, at the Freedom Factory, and then bad, big bad daddy, the Cowboy Yankee, John Murat. Uh, all those folks donated, and uh, we were able to buy all the material and build the room. So, okay. Uh, Bryce is asking, where's the Coors hat at? Uh, that's actually in the Jetta, which is parked across town. So Nice. Uh, it's just the go fast, don't die hat. Yeah, perfect. And then you've got another hat over your left shoulder there, too, right? Oh, yeah, the one from the uh, um, which white hats in a shop don't last. So it just, it's a nice, I would say hood ornament, but right now with this intake manifold situation, the, the hood is, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's so, the, uh, what's the plan for the hood on the Lexus? And then we'll get into, let's do coast to coast stuff first. Uh, Cause I think yeah. that's more, that's, that's more, I've done some drag and drive stuff. I've never done coast to coast. So what's, what's the hood plan for the Lexus? Oh, uh, so it's got three inch charge pipe on three inch charge pipe on it right now, and I need to go to four inch because I went from the seventy six millimeter turbo that we had at uh, Drag Week earlier this year to a uh, an itty bitty ninety four millimeter turbo. So, oh, uh, why would you go down? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mostly just for more burnouts, you know, longer distance and that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. I heard some dude in a C ten outdid me, and I just I'm not having it. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome all right well let's get i, I want to hear a little bit of backstory of to how you get involved in some coast to coast uh shenanigans one and then you know kind of let that lead us into the musket ball because you said before we start recording you've done two uh coast to coast events this year so let's hear some stories dude Okay, so calling the first one a coast-to-coast -coast is not accurate. It was a Transcon event, but it was not coast-to-coast. -coast. It was uh, it was actually the uh, what Taylor Hall termed the Southern Classic, uh, colloquially known as the Bandit Run. So oh, that'll yeah, be okay. Atlanta to Texarkana, go get a six-pack yeah. of cores and, you know, scoot on back. And uh, so that was actually my first foray into all things Transcon. Um, I knew... I knew Jacob Davis very, very, I was very lightly acquainted with him and mm -hmm. remembered seeing a picture of his El Camino having participated in it the year before. And I hit him up and I'm like, Hey man, like that looks super cool. Um, what you can't see is like in the other bay over yonder. Um, 
or sorry, just over yonder rather, is my, uh, I have a gold Firebird, a 1980 Pontiac Firebird. Yes. And uh, anyway, I was like, hey man, like, how, you know, what's it take to get into this sort of, like get in on this and, and that sort of thing. And he was like, well, you know, what you got for a car? And so I showed him, you know, it's a turbo LS, six speed, you know, whatever, whatever. Or at least that's what I said at the time, the car was a rolling shell. Uh, <laughs> and, Listen, uh, you, you need a goal. I need an end date to figure out when I'm going to have my car ready. Yeah, it turned out where I had to put the car together in nine days and then drive it to Atlanta for the start. <laughs> yes. Um, which, so thrashed on the car for nine days, uh, drove it over to my Fab Guys shop where we put a turbo kit on the car in three hours start to finish. Uh, proceeded to drive it to my buddy's, my other buddy's house across town so we could angle grinder the cowl hood so that the turbo would fit. Um, took it up to about like 175, 180 on a closed course. Um, and was like, oh yeah, it didn't fall apart. Sweet. We're ready. Uh, (laughs) picked up my co-driver and scooted on up to Atlanta at as fast as I was comfortable with doing, trying to get a feel for like how the car is going to be. Now this is my first car. I've had it since I was what 15 ish, like on and off my dad and I've sort of traded it back and forth, if you will. Um, but, uh, I'm super familiar with it, super comfortable with it, driven it way faster than it should go for being 40 years old. Um, and that kind of thing. So anyway, I was one of three cars that showed up that uh, that sort of qualified. Um, despite being in a legal street race, there are rules to some extent. Uh, pre-83 cars, actually it might be pre-86 at the time. I don't. Anyway, now it's pre-83, period. Um, yeah. And he had an exemption for like all Firebirds at one point where like if you had a third gen or a fourth gen, excuse me, um, that would count. But he's since done away with that. So... <clears throat> um, my co-driver and I did it. So all I set out to do was beat Fred's time, uh, <laughs> which was a lofty <laughs> proposition given, you know, yeah. he's like multiple cannonball record holder, et cetera, et cetera. Generally, like, doesn't understand the word lift, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah he's um, experienced is what you're saying. To put it mildly, yeah, it's been said. So his time was 1459 before and granted he had done it fairly leisurely finishing on a donut with his dad in the car and like a whole bunch of it. it, it if you haven't yeah. seen that story, it is fantastic. Yes. Um, anyway, we ran it in uh, 1425 and uh, I think second place was Taylor and his Superbird, which had a gen three Hemi in it, uh, which is a super cool car. And, yeah. uh, and then third was a diesel Mercedes, which was decidedly not competitive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's three of you guys and uh there's a whole third. bunch of other cars uh mm. actually doug tabbitt technically won in terms of time at 13 1349 him and dave black uh in a porsche 911 they were they were getting it um, yeah. yeah now granted we were stopped for an hour and 37 minutes not counting our fuel stops fixing the fact that all of my header bolts backed out all of oh them. my god and when I say back down, I mean, I'm talking, you could see threads. It was like, oh, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and it's hot, which is always a good thing to have to work on. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, actually, they thread in better, I hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so we borrowed a, a, a ratchet from some random, very nice uh, Cajun gentleman and sort of patched it back together. And uh, things sounded like a clapped out boat, but it still made boost. And that's all that mattered. Yeah. So they hammered back that's down. All. Yep. That's awesome. That's crazy. So um, I think that's the event that uh, Bryce Mays and Matt also attended, and that's, that's kind of how. Yep, yeah, that's kind of the uh, the lead in to the musket ball. I, I, from from 
a little bit of what they were talking about. And then obviously what you're saying here too, I, I think that, uh, you know, you got to get an invite to that or get into that thing somehow and prove yourself. You know, I don't think everybody gets the upgrade to the next level. No, uh, I, I don't know exactly what the process is there because I am decidedly a nobody in <laughs> all things car related, but especially that community. Um, but uh, somebody had talked about it at the award ceremony for, for the Southern Classic. And I was like, oh, that sounds like super fun. Uh, like originally I'd planned on finding like a 60s Volvo or something like that. Mm. thought that would be super yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously we ended up with uh, my daily driver, actually, the GDI, as it's become known. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and while we were the first ones to finish, we were the first one we we had more than 100 horse, you know, uh, the car. So there was a dyno day, as I think Bryce and them talked about. Yep. Um, we made 125 wheel horsepower. Um, so uh, as a result, we had to carry, was it 240 pounds of concrete in the car? <laughs> yeah, that's a bunch. Yeah, four, or th sorry, three 80 pound bags of quick creep in the passenger in the rear floorboards and then one underneath the tool kit and sort of like half camouflaged with a uh, a moving blanket in the back seat because of course the car was liveried up with that organ transplant team thing yes. um which i had come up with as a nod to the to the original transcon medevac oh yeah um, little did i know that uh tim and aaron were going to show up in that awesome mini medevac that thing is so cool yes. yeah um, Just this, it's a it's a micro bus yeah, it's a Suzuki Joy Pop like microvan. Yeah, um, the thing's powered by like a. It's like a point. It's a 660 cc engine. Those, those guys are wild. Uh, <laughs> Look, that, that thing only goes 62 miles an hour. It took them three weeks to cross the country. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like it goes 68 off a cliff. Yeah, um, that's, funny. <laughs> that's wild. So, so, uh, so you're getting you. Uh, yeah, walk us through. So you're there, and then I mean, obviously, you make too much power. What's the what's the penalties for too much power? So the penalties were so like obviously you know from drag racing about every horsepower is ten like ten pounds is a free horsepower or something is the general you know rule of thumb on yep. that. So uh, John Ficarra enforced that again. We carry 240 pounds of concrete on board. And then we also were given a 500-piece puzzle to complete and glue to our hood by the next morning, which we stayed up until 6 o'clock in the morning. And by we, I mean mostly Bradley. I slept more than he did. I woke up a couple times and sort of offered some groggy help, but I'll be real, it wasn't really much help. Um, and uh, anyway, stayed up till 6 in the morning. We woke up for the day at 7 to sort of get everything situated and uh, – you know, we uh, Bradley messaged John, I think, about 6 o'clock and was like, listen, you know, if you want to disqualify us, throw us out, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> I can't keep putting this puzzle together. Oh, yeah. Oh, the part that I left out is it's freaking two-thirds of the thing's monochromatic. It's just white. You know, and it's like, this is like, you know, 500-piece puzzle hard mode. So, yeah. anyway, um, we show up with it like toddler slapped on the hood and you know, just clearly like somebody had a tantrum because we're just not having a fun time like decidedly not having a good time um so so hang on how many pieces made it with you all the way none <laughs> <laughs> the glue is still wet as you're driving 100 it's like just I, pieces we had like laid it out on this big piece of uh, like the backing from one of the stickers from Fred's Hawaiian Tropic, actually. Nice. Um, 
and uh and it was just laid on the hood and as soon as we matted it it would just it was gone um which wow. sorry Connecticut uh yeah, whoops <laughs> that's funny uh, Jay's puzzle came out looking super cool, like a very much like a modern art piece by the end, because his actually held on and like you could see where it was blown up by the wind. It was super cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he made, I think he said he made 101 or 108 or something like that. And 102, that was the, I thought. Yeah, that, that was the Gonzo Prius that was on uh, as well. Talking yeah, and also a certified wild man finishing up a coast to coast and then being like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back the other way. Why? Yeah, you know what? I gotta go to North Carolina to home. Well, that's kind of like San Diego to Jacksonville. I mean, might as well do it. Yeah, yeah, he's is, crazy, and I love it. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, dude, the biggest question everybody has is always miles per gallon and uh, auxiliary fuel tank. So, so walk us through what the car was. And then uh, kind of how you guys set it up for the trip. Okay, so the car's a 2011 Jetta Sport Wagon TDI uh, CJAA engine, uh, which if you Google makes 140 crank horsepower. Excuse mm. me. Um, so to set it up for the run, uh, fuel system-wise, uh, the only mods were additional fuel, uh, basically, like mechanically speaking, were additional fuel, if you want to count brake pads and tires that were taller than stock. Yeah. But... So that was the thing. It was very hotly debated amongst basically everyone because I, I tune cars, right? So uh, very regularly, like, you know, crap boxes like this that make way too much power, you know, yeah. dumb stuff like that. And, you know, I'm like, the car is not tuned 100%. Like, I don't touch TDIs. It's not what I yeah. do, you know, blah, blah. Um, and they're like, you know, BS, that's, you know, you're, you're uh, Doug Tabbitt said to me, you are too smart to, to be playing this dumb. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, yeah so uh true to what will come up later also the best way to lie is to not uh so yeah. I, I wasn't like like factually car was not tuned um, uh, jay, jay said it had the coolest wheels from a volkswagen beetle yes uh so the wheels on it are from uh they're the heritage wheels from uh they were an option on the later model beetles uh, so they look like very municipal, sort of cop car steely esque, like dog dish. Oh, sort of yeah. Okay. Um, and I had had them on the car prior to the run, just because it's my daily driver. Like literally, I yep. drove this car every day because I used to have a thirty mile one way commute. So, uh, in addition to the taller than stock tires, we had fifty seven gallons of extra diesel on board. Yeah, and, Bryce uh, talking shit here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's just saying that because every time you get next to it, we'd walk the dog on them. Nice. Um, well, dude, so, hey, listen, it was the extra 30 horsepower you were carrying with you. So, you know, while I'm not disputing that, um, the gearing, I think, is really what it was. Because when we were, we, he and I talked about it when I was just in uh, Atlanta, and mm -hmm. at like 130 mile an hour or like 127 or whatever, their car was at like 5,400 RPM. Oh and, my god, dude! Which is screaming for a diesel, obviously. Yes. And, uh, and meanwhile, my junk's cruising along at like thirty six hundred. That's so, crazy. Listen, I need a favor. I need you to produce TDI T-shirts. Yeah. So Bradley and I talked about that, and the plan is to have TDI here with the Volkswagen TDI logo, and then on the back, at no time did we exceed one hundred and twenty five horsepower. <laughs> yes. That's great. 
Yeah, I'll buy so, one of those shirts. You do it, I'll buy it. <laughs> they, I'll uh, I'll probably have them it, buyer before sick week. I'll put it that way because I've oh, got yeah. a bunch of crap to do by then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had 57 gallons of extra diesel on board in addition to the factory 14 and a half gallon tank. Uh, so making a total of 71 and a half. Yeah. Um, giving the car a range at speed of about 2100. I think it works out to like 2158 is what the exact math says of like usable volume because like you know as well as I do with fuel cells like you never get the little dregs at the bottom it drives me yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um so the car got 29.7 mpg overall with the brick on the throttle mod. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. I mean, yeah. you know, to think about moving the amount of it cuz those cars I mean they're pretty aerodynamic but they're not like crazy aerodynamic especially at that speed you know i so i have somewhere i'd be lying if i listed it off now but i have somewhere the frontal area calculations for the car and like the general drag coefficients because i was curious yeah and um it's decided i, I knew i liked time. you i knew i liked you <laughs> like looking into shit like that i'm like yes that's, that's what i would have done it's it's not terrible it's uh to quote you know chernobyl not great not terrible yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, decidedly better than like a sixties Volvo. Like I wanted to do originally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So between arrow and having the taller and, uh, they weren't skinnier than stock. Cause like, I think the stock tires are like a two Oh five or one ninety five, and we had two fifteens, but they were Michelin pilot sport all seasons. Uh, because I was very concerned that we may run into like some snow sleet kind of situation being a Florida boy. I'm like, that's a real problem. And everybody's like, what are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bryce is so, saying David is too smart for his own good. <laughs> if you say so, my man, I, you and only you think that. <laughs> so, so you're, you're a little under 30 miles a gallon uh, yep. on the way out, which is, um, did you do math before that? Like, how did you pick the, the fuel tank, the uh, auxiliary tank size? Like, was that a select or is it like, Hey, this is the biggest that'll fit there. Uh, actually it was like dollar cost average versus size versus like available space in the car. So, yeah. uh, versus weight on the rear suspension in the way that I was going to sort of lay it out in the car, which is the nerdy way of saying it's what fit underneath the stock, uh, cargo cover. So that if a cop walked up and were to like, you know, do that kind of number they couldn't yeah. see what was going on there wouldn't be like this shiny fuel tank in the back they're like what is this what what do you mean we have to have this for all of the organs we carry yeah so you know uh so that was basically the like in the jettas so there's like the back seat and then there's the hatch area and there's a yeah. like a luggage or a grocery cover and it just it all fit very neatly even with the vent line and stuff like that very neatly under that um, i'll send you a picture or something but yeah, it definitely. came out like for plumbing it in my friend's driveway, it came out decidedly pretty professional looking. It was all push lock AN and stuff. <laughs> yeah. The trickiest part, actually, hold on, I have it. You, you are so fancy. So fancy. I mean, you know, Bryce is saying uh, they're drilling holes in gas caps and shit. <laughs> um, so the trickiest part being this NOS, like four to one ORB shower head, which is decidedly way too trick for a hundred horsepower, like crap box like this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty awesome. So the, the question I always have, and I had for them uh, is the, how do you calculate um, your flow rate from the, the auxiliary tank to the factory tank? Like, you know, that, Again, I told a story in another one, but we had a minivan, me and Robert Lee, 
he owned it. We were going to take it and he had blacked out the Chrome and, and all the, it was like a, a 20, 2009, I think Dodge Grand Caravan or 2011 or something like that. And like, it was just, yeah, it had just been, you know, we, three guys, plenty of room and uh, we had done some testing at speed. Uh, the problem is that thing doesn't get any kind of mileage above a hundred. Um, the, but Weird. it, it lended itself to, you know, tons of space, tons of comfort uh, for, to make the first trip, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so we were doing the math for like, you know, will a, will a fact, like will a carbureted fuel pump at, you know, eight gallons per minute or whatever that is, I guess I don't really remember what the flow rate is. Will that run enough fuel into the factory tank at what the amount we're burning? Like, is it that, like, are you doing that kind of math or is it like, Hey, turn that pump on. And when this one says three quarters of a tank, we're just going to turn it off. Um, so it devolved to that for sure. Um, I actually have exact brake specific fuel consumption numbers for the car versus like rate in and a bunch of other junk like that. Um, (laughs) once again, like, very went, went like hard nerd on it and then yeah. realized you know what it boiled down to during the run was like all right we're at half a tank click that thing on and i knew it moved about a half a gallon a minute these things are like the most chineseiest of chineseium pumps yes um, they were eight bucks i think a piece on amazon <laughs> oh my god dude there's cars that drive around on those can you imagine like some dude's like yeah i'm gonna put my hot rod on that pump right there well, these are like they're specifically diesel rated. I'm sorry, I'm looking over at it. Uh, oh, wow. I guess if you had like a Mark One, like a Volkswagen Rabbit or something, you know, one of those like basically Kubota tractor engines, um, yeah. you could probably run it on this. <laughs> but, uh, That's funny. Yeah, because I was worried about like so obviously the viscosity of diesel versus gasoline is like decidedly different, right? Yeah. And so my concern with running like a you know, your Mr. Gasket clacker pump you get at O'Reilly's is that it's going to gum up or, you know, maybe like the anti-gel that they put in the diesel at that time of year is going to be a problem. Plus oh, I'm running yeah. anti-gel and fuel injector cleaner in all of them and stuff like that, because the high pressure fuel pump in the CJAA motors are very sensitive and you need to keep them lubricated and junk. Otherwise it'll just like, um, if you know, like Duramaxes or whatever, where the injection pump eats itself and just murders the motor that, um, nice. And that's, decidedly ungood in the middle of trying to win <laughs> yeah yeah you don't need to be fixing a fuel pump on the side of the road somewhere in a volkswagen tdi in the middle of nebraska it's mm. probably not the best idea well we never made it to nebraska Oklahoma, we went the southern I guess. yeah um yeah we went south so you know st louis down into yeah oklahoma and, and all that yep. junk which uh also kudos to fred for giving me the uh sweet service station which Coincidentally, is the one where Steve Brown saw God, or I mean the moon. Um, <laughs> I made the same exact mistake he did pulling into the truck entrance because it's like it's pitch black rolling in there in the dark. Yeah. And, you know, we just scooted over, hit the 60 gallon per minute pump. Um, Bradley ran inside. I, you know, burp, burp, burp kind of thing. Two and a half minutes later, we were laying trucks westbound. That's crazy. Two and a half minutes to fill like 71 gallons or 65 gallons, I would. Uh, 57. We didn't touch the main tank because the main tank was at three quarters of a tank by the time we rolled in. So the fuel math we did, we figured it out on the way to Connecticut by driving the car at, you know, spiritly. Um, You know, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, there's this really big closed course road that goes straight through the Mexican, you know, landscape that goes right to yeah. Connecticut from Atlanta. It's amazing. 
Yeah, it's crazy what they'll do with these highways. Anyway, um, yeah, and it, you know, everybody jokes that like fuel math is never right during Cannonball, and uh, like nobody's fuel math is ever correct. And it turned out that between as autistic as we both are and collectively are, it ended up being bang on. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you'd said it earlier, but I don't remember. It was 29 on the, uh, on the drive, like on yes. the, you know, on, during the muscle ball, but then on the way home, you were up to like 38 miles a gallon or something like that. Yeah. So, and this is where I'm going to get like a bunch of, and I guarantee the chat pops up with BS, blah, blah, blah. But I did tune the car after the run when I got to oh, after exactly so yeah. <laughs> now mind you I still had the little OBD cover with the tamper evidence stickers which by the way I have brought myself um <laughs> which also made us look suspicious for some reason it's weird anyway like uh no everybody needs to put these on their cars <laughs> they're like well, why yeah uh, yeah why, do, why do you have 11 of them well, John had signed a bunch of them at the start, and then when I got done handing them out to everybody who had an OBD2, I threw away the extras. I did not have any of the uh, – I did not have another one to go over it. So I, like, decidedly could not have cheated. I understand that, like, circumstances being what they are and blah, blah, like, it looks bad, but I promise, like, we maintained 125 horse the whole run. or was dead stock. But awesome. I wanted to see what tuning it would have been like and let me just say, we would have shaved a minimum hour off our time. If the oh, car my God, dude. That's crazy. It is so much faster tuned. Like, oh, my God. And more efficient. Yeah. Because diesel life hacks. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, diesels uh, with more boost get better mileage. I mean, it's just stupid. Like, it yep. makes zero sense. Uh, yeah, like so you, we, burn, you burn less fuel. Yeah, it will. Because... Yeah, though uh, somebody was quick to point out, and you can see in the picture, like the one that you used for the thumbnail for this, the car is pretty sooty near the exhaust for being stock emissions, which it is dead stock like emissions. Well, it, has, it has the DPF, it has the, the EGR and all that junk. But come to find out after the run, because of potentially increased prolonged EGTs, I don't know how that happened, um, we cracked the diesel particulate filter. Oh, nice. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Not good. Whatever. So th- that, that, le- that leads me to to question the EGT stuff because, you know, uh, my brother had a diesel Cummins with a big turbo and ejectors and stuff. And like you would, you know, get on that truck and the, the EGT would just just sweep, you know, like what kind of I mean, what kind of temps were you guys seeing on that? Uh, so the one time that I bothered to look because honestly, sort of not knowing is better. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have one. I have one gauge in the old truck. It's the boost gauge. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. If it's gonna let go, we're gonna do it at thirteen pounds or more. Yeah. Exactly. Might as well just tape it off and be like party after a certain. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, that car maintains somewhere in the like mid to high thirteen hundreds. Uh, I was warned by uh, some TDI knowledgeable folks to not to not go over like fourteen fifty fifteen hundred. Uh, for extended periods of time, do I know if it did or not? Yeah, uh, is the car still running fine and generally fine? Also, yes, because it's going to a very a decidedly not car person family member. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. So it has to be fine. Right. It, is it an auto or is it a stick? It's a DSG. So it's um, while it is automatic, it's um, it's a dual clutch, like sort of an automated manual. Mm-hmm. 
So gotcha. uh, when tuned, allegedly, like the shift times are like in the like one like one or point one five five or like one seven seven milliseconds. I mean, it's just like right now. That's crazy. Why why do that to that car? I mean, like you know, just from Volkswagen side, like why, why even why mess with the shift more quickly? Yeah, I mean, it's a diesel mile per hour or mile per gallon. Get, uh, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're you're buying that car for that, not for the quickness of shifts. Because time spent in between shifts, no matter how small it may be, is technically lost forward momentum. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, MVPs and in like, oh sorry, go on. I was say any struggles or anything like that on the way. Like you guys have any. Any issues, or uh, was it just you two? Uh, yeah, so it was Bradley, uh, Bradley Young, and I. And uh, actually, uh, uh, taking aside for a second, uh, the coolest part about this, and really my primary focus beyond winning, which granted I did come with the intent on, and uh, Bryce will attest to that, considering I brought consolation prizes for second and third. Oh, um, <laughs> damn, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but my primary focus with this was actually to redeem Bradley because he actually he has like one of the most hella fucking badass seventy C ten three door Suburbans. Uh, okay. It's uh, we're in the midst of L, uh, Turbo LS swapping it with a four L eighty, and uh, it holds the slowest competitive cannonball time ever at like a hundred and two <laughs> hours and forty six minutes or something like that, which yes. was. Both head gaskets, a radiator, uh, tail shaft bushing on the seven hundred R. And, like, generally just all of the suck. I mean, like, drag week level woes, but, like, while trying to get somewhere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, he had uh, he had redemption in mind. He was like, we're coming for blood. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, while obviously, like, he definitely got his head in the game and was and was there to sort of, like, to, to win, like, he's not – he's decidedly not quite as bloodthirsty competitive as I am. Yeah, um. <laughs> he, he's uh, he's doing it for fun, but uh, wants wants to be competitive in the top half and uh, and do it for fun. Yeah, I mean, after by the time we got to Connecticut, he was definitely in the like we're gonna fucking win, like we're here for like you know whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. So, so glad to give to give him that, like not give him that directly personally, but sort of be able to provide the avenue with which he was able to to cut his time in less like by less than a third. You know, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. To go from 102. And I mean, that's days, you know, like that's like four days of driving. And so, you know, head gaskets on the side of the road, you 700 R repairs. I mean, I, I can't imagine that would just be like, I'm going home. Screw you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's He's, awesome. uh, he does. He is. He embodies never say die, which is why we were also, which is my team name uh, in the Southern Classic in January. But also, we rolled that over into the basketball. So we nice. were team never say die. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so let's talk driving. Uh, you know, did you guys swap off? How how did you handle driving? Uh, so the first half of the run from Connecticut to Oklahoma, I drove entirely. Um, which involved, I think, nine or ten doggy-style pee breaks by Bradley, which I wish I'd gotten a picture of, because if you've never <laughs> seen a grown man pissing backwards at 120, it is something to see. Yeah, I can only <laughs> imagine. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I drove from Connecticut to Oklahoma in one shot, uh, including our uh, 
semi-famous pullover in Missouri <laughs> for uh, an alleged 111 and a 65. Nice. Um, yeah, which we uh, drove away from entirely scot-free, despite the fact that I had a suspended license, no real license plate on the car, uh, and decidedly illegal tint, amongst other things. Dude, how did you talk yourself out of this? Give us that conversation. Okay, so the car, it, it, for those who haven't seen it, which I imagine two-thirds of the audience is all cannonball people anyway, so you have, is yeah. all, it was done up as an organ transplant team vehicle yeah, well, so well, we were well, posing telling that the, i'm gonna pull it up go, yeah go so we were posing as doctors uh that needed to get to ucla to perform some kind of uh, i forget the exact thing i should have brought the paperwork because so let me start there also not only are we wearing matching scrubs decidedly uniform we have hospital ids we have paperwork from both sides we have oh. a yeti cooler done up for uh, a uh, for an organ that we ultimately ended up not having, sadly. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, like I, so I am like King Minutia and definitely was able to exercise that in this, and it was so much fun. So anyway, I uh, you know we're cruising we're cruising through Missouri and we're around exit like mile marker like one, we're in the one sixties, which apparently Bryce and them had just motivated right on past us while we were pulled over because they had like dumped off to get fuel or driver swap something anyway mm -hmm. they very narrowly avoided this pullover so anyway we're cruising and like radar detectors are dead silent highway radars quiet whatever and then it's just danger you know whatever whatever and i'm like oh we're, i turned around i'm like we're hosed we got instant on like we're we're hosed so i can put the brakes and bring it down to a reasonable speed and um you know, we get lit up seconds later, and I was like, yep, we're bummed. Anyway, pull over, get my driver's license out, and guy comes up to the car, and, you know, uh, he's like, uh, how's it going? You know, you know, exchange, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So moving forward, uh, comes back to the car with my license and says, hey, come come have a chat with me in my car. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, get out of the car, and I'm like, so front seat or back seat? <laughs> And he's like, front seat. I was like, okay, this maybe this will go okay. Maybe I'll do all so, right. The best part about this, by the way, this dude was like the physical embodiment of Magnum PI. Like straight, oh. like perfectly glistening mustache. Like everything is perfect. Looked like he had just come off set or something. And, uh, you know, so he's, you know, he's got my license and he's, you know, he pulls it up on the computer and he's like, so I just want to show you that like 30 something minutes ago, your license was suspended by the state of Florida. And I was no. like, what? Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, it was genuine shock because I didn't know. Uh, it turned yeah. out to be a toll violation from Miami that I forgot that I didn't pay. Oh, so, my like, God. Just yeah. dumped him. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, this is not the other thing. And, uh, you know, we have words exchanging some information and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he goes to hand me my and Bradley's licenses back. And he's like, I'll be honest with you. I think you're bullshitting me. But uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I'm not. And that was the hardest straight face I've ever kept in my 27 years of being alive. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not like we, we need to be at UCLA like tonight bad, you know, kind of thing. Like he needs like, uh, you know, I'd come up with this whole, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's like, yep. yeah, but you've got a cannonball garage license plate and radar detectors. Oh, and said that like listed those things <clears throat> off. And I was yes. like, you know, just like, I don't know. You know, um, just trying to keep up the story, keep up the shtick. And, uh, and he's like, well, 
you know, since I can't disprove anything of what you're saying to me about, you know, your whole story or whatever, he's like, hands me our licenses back. He's like, at this time, I'm going to take no action. And of course, I'm like, no fucking way. You're uh, like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I got away with this. What? And he's like, you know, you guys be safe. Slow it the F down. Have a nice night. Shakes my hand. I get out of the car. And by the time I got out, like, closed the door, he had taken off and, like, didn't obviously want to see me get back in the car knowing my license is suspended. Yeah. Um, get back in the car and immediately drop the hammer westbound because we have 160 some odd miles to get the hell out of the state so that that story works again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> gotta, gotta get gone, dude. That's awesome. So, and then unfortunately, our competitors uh, who are fairly hot on our heels uh, at that point um, Christopher Michaels, Ed Bowley, and Dan Doucette in the, the, the rental Corolla. Uh, Mark Spence and I can never remember the other gentleman who's with him in the awesome Citroen were right like right they were like apparently highway roll racing <laughs> back and forth <laughs> at a hundred something miles an hour in these just complete nice. crap bands. and uh, they got popped for an alleged 102 in a 70 and I think like a hundred and something in a 70 uh, they pulled Mark and his driver out of the car and had him handcuffed and junk like the whole nine like 100 I, I like having Fred in here he's like Boom, boom, boom. He knows it. Chris Allen. Thank you, Fred. Yeah, see, he's like, not only is he like a certified madman, but also apparently a cannonball savant. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they had them out of the car. It was so funny uh, to hear about it. All I can think of is is when uh, that cop pulled them over, he's like, those mother, they were bullshitting me. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, no, those stupid bastards. But by then you were gone. Didn't matter. Long gone. Yep. Yeah, he's radioing ahead. Hey, listen, there's this organ donor <laughs> coming well, your way. They had, they had set up like five cop cars in that spot after us to pull over anybody that happened to be driving quickly. And of oh, course, okay. those guys had the had the unlock or the you know they were unlucky enough to have the musket ball race car looking stickers all over their junk. So yep. there's no plausible deniability at all. And you're like, ah, uh, nope. We're just we're cruising along. We're we're the media. We're following along for media coverage. <laughs> that's what we would always say, um, right. dude. That's nuts. And that's in Missouri, right? Yep. Uh, which is always a dangerous state. Uh, that in Illinois for us was always dangerous. Um, trying to get to my brother's house in Indiana. Oh. So I don't know. Just that little bit. Of Illinois always had cops running on it. On I think it's seventy or something like that. Um. So you get through there, you get through Oklahoma, and then it's just hammered down. What was the uh, what was the alleged fastest mile per hour that you guys hit? The quickest we got the car because the factory speed limiter was in place because again it was not tuned. Uh, the only reason that the car was able to so the car thought we were doing 105, which is where the factory speed limiter is oh, yeah. apparently, but we were actually doing 128 because of the differential between tire height. Um, which I, I run what? I can dig that. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, downhill out of Flagstaff, we got 128 miles an hour for a decided distance, like a decent distance, I'd say. Um, and that, that was the quickest. We maintained somewhere between uh, like 115 and 120, uh, which is where like the motor was happy. It didn't want to. It had developed this weird surge bit. Anything quicker than that, and it turned out that it was the EGR flap getting dirty from like apparently not being driven hard before. So like, yeah, yeah. Basically, I should have Italian tuned up the car before, but you know, whatever. 
you didn't think about your daily driver, you're cruising around, putt, putt. I mean, that's that's the hard part about uh, slow daily drivers. Like I, I'll drive whatever I'm driving daily and it'll be just putter to work, you know, and then I get in the truck or the cart and it's, you know, hammer down city. Or exactly. like, you know, shifted full RPM from second, you know, in, a, in my 1.1 mile drive to work, you know. Oh, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I can't tell you how many high gear burnouts I've done with Alexis. Like, I probably put 10 pairs of tires on the back of it this year. Nice. And I bought it in July. <laughs> oh, that's even better. I knew I liked you, man. Burnouts, mm, that's where it's at. The story uh, of actually getting that car is pretty cool. TLDR drove it 4,500 miles back to Florida from Seattle after buying it sight unseen. Jeez. That's, that's a long way, dude. And that That's was earlier long. this year, also. So, you're you're like a you're a driving guy. You just get in the car and go. It's been said. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Uh, all right. So, so any uh, any really interesting things that came from you know Oklahoma on from the the big rundown Flagstaff? I mean, anything get into L.A. How I see. What would you say your time was? Uh, I didn't actually. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Uh, thirty-two oh seven. So thirty-two hours and seven minutes, coast to coast, from Darien, Connecticut, the Good Wife Shopping Center, um, to uh, Redondo Beach at the Portofino, uh, which ties the record set in nineteen eighty-three at the U.S. Express. I cannot remember the guys' names. Fred will chime in with them in a second. Um, but they were in a Ferrari uh, and drove a, a route seventy miles shorter than ours. So. Wow. Basically, what I'm saying is diesel Volkswagens are Ferraris. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same car, way. essentially. Girls think yeah. it's the same thing, too, I'm sure. Just can't mm. beat them off of the, the diesel Jetta wagon. Um, so that was it was that was pretty cool. Um, no, okay, there's a couple of, like, neat things, I guess. It was decidedly uneventful. Um, yeah, said, uh, Doug Turner and Dave, <laughs> D-I-E-M, however you'd say that last name. Deem, dime, yeah. Um, so when we were, I think we were in California at that point. So we had like a pretty double throwdown police scanner, which was something that I insisted on having in the car. So it's a Uniden SDS SDS two hundred with a GPS uh, antenna, and then I had worked on like sort of the database prioritization and stuff like that before it. Again, nerdy stuff. Nice. Um, Though, decidedly should have had a conversation with Dan Doucette beforehand because that guy was like, oh, you could have prioritized it this way and made it, like, way more efficient. I'm like, man, yeah, where were dang. you, like, a month ago? But anyway, yeah, right. so I'm listening to the – we're listening to it and whatnot, and uh, it comes out over the scanner, like, a license plate, and uh, somebody had called in Fakara's Audi somewhere, and we picked up picked it up far enough away that they had said to whatever – they had said to somebody, but they said – belongs to one John Fakara. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> no way. Uh, and at that point, I figured that they were, you know, hosed or what have you. But uh, yeah, that came over like pretty clearly at one point. And I was like, that's that's neat. But we had, we had it in the car listening for like, you know, white Volkswagen driving reckless or, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. Because not that we were allegedly, but um, I may have seen yeah. the bonus lane, as they call it, a few times. Well, and you know, as people are doing 70, you're 128. They're like, hey, why is that guy going so fast? And I, I would think 98% of the people are going to be like, oh, well, it's an organ transplant thing. It's fine. And they're going to be like, I'm not going to call. But there's, you know, those old ladies. 
Well, that was the thing is like, I, I know a couple times I'd fly up on somebody, not really fly up on them because I'm pretty, pretty, I try really hard not to do that because that's yeah. really where people panic because they're like, oh, crap, well, the, you know, and then that's where accidents yeah. happen. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm flashing the headlights to somebody and they pulled over like, like very abruptly. And then like, I could see, I don't know, like something about their body language sort of thing I could see because the windows weren't tinted. And then they came, we came by and you could see the like, Oh, and like all of the road rage evaporated. So yeah. I think that's what we sort of, that's, we had that going for us the majority of the yes. time. Like, oh, they've got places to be and crap to do, to quote Fred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. They're, uh, they need to get by us. And I was camping in the fast lane. <laughs> yeah. So there were, uh, though at the beginning of the run, uh, there was a moment and I, I don't know if Bryce touched on it or not in your guys chit chat, but um, where we actually almost ended up killed. Uh, like no. 100% dirt naps, like do not pass go, do not collect $200. Um, so we're we're cooking, and uh, I decidedly made some aggressive right side passes and was making one in a lane that isn't often occupied. And uh, anyway, so we're, we're cooking, and I get up to like the tractor trailer. I, I'm sorry, I do the whole Italian whiteboard thing with my hands. Um, yeah. we, we get up almost to the tractor between the tractor trailer situation and he tail whips the entire load into us at a, at a bridge that has a guardrail and a sheer drop. So I two foot the brakes, which according to Bryce hard enough to get air under the back tires and like, oh, crap. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, I sort of like, <laughs> you know, we sort of collect ourselves, get next to them. Bradley's got his camera out because he was just like getting pictures of us doing the thing, grabbed the guy's dot number and some other stuff. And uh, some vicinities may have been, you know, uttered. And, <laughs> Back and uh, him, he's a, he is one of the most like fantastic Christian dudes I've ever met. He is so, I don't know how he keeps his cool like that. But anyway, um, and we motored on from there, but it decidedly turned me off of using the bonus lane as aggressively as we started the run doing. Gotcha. Where, where because, do you think that was, you said? Uh, I think it was in Jersey. Oh, um, damn, that's early. Yeah, it was like either Jersey yeah. or very early into Pennsylvania. But Bryce and them were right there. So, like, those guys, by the way, like, absolute madmen and do yeah. not get enough credit from, like, if they, I mean, practically broke their car keeping up with us for, like, five hours, six hours, just straight duking it out. You know, nice. knock down, drag out, street fight on the road. It was awesome. Like, they two. made the entire run so much fun. Yeah, two Volkswagen diesels. That would It's nothing. That, it's something that's never been said. Just street racing Volkswagen <laughs> diesels, man. Uh, Rich Guido asked, how many miles was it? I, I think 2868 might be uh, plus or minus like 10 miles there. Don't, don't exactly yeah. hold me to that. I, I'll have to check my Garmin uh, picture. Awesome. But I, like 2900 or less. Um, yeah, uh, and Rich, if you're just jumping in, uh, David's going to be on Sick Week with us as well. Uh, are you taking the Lexus or the the? Is it a Malibu? Uh, no, so that's uh, my buddy Casper is actually bringing that Malibu. Um, cool. It's that that car is rad. Um, if you want to hear that story, by the way, of like driving it home with open, driving it home from Oklahoma, open headers in second gear only, with no <laughs> license plate. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's dude. That's a long way, and uh, you live in Florida, so that's a long way. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'll be bringing the Lexus. Um, we're gonna be. I'll be in the uh, 
the 850-235 class because I thought that'd be more fun than 275s. Um, in in uh, preliminary testing, I took it out to the local eighth mile recently after some some changes and stuff. Mostly like this new this new Schmuckville hotness air to water intercooler there. Because um, I had like a frozen boost or something, it sucked. Anyway, um, foot brake, wastegate, leaving on zero boost and like looking like it shot out of a cannon at like thirty feet. Uh, it trapped 130 miles an hour in the eighth. Yes. Dude, that's awesome. It's here to party is what I'm trying to say. Yes. But I'm not going to sick week to be competitive, despite what I just said earlier in conversation. Um, I go to drag and drive stuff to have a good time. And yeah. after, so like drag week earlier this year, like I, Bradley had been wanting to do it for like the last 10 years. So my buddy who's like my fabricator guy and I slapped a cage, like a full 850 cage and a parachute mount on this thing in two days. And I drove it up to Atlanta. Slapped it in? What the hell? That's not a <laughs> slap in. Uh, just an 850 cage. It's good, man. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> Literally like 48 hours. We probably spent 35 of them like welding or working on the car, cutting, fitting pipe. Like no no cage kit. Like just cut, bent, pipe, you know, the whole shooting match. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Jamie at up uh, 100%. I run his sticker really big on the back of the car because he is absolutely a homie. Uh, Dude, that's he's always down to clown on my stupid last minute projects. Dude, like, hey, um, listen, uh, I'm turning the car up. We need an 850 cage. He's like, bring it over. When do you need to leave? Uh, Thursday morning. Dude, it's Monday night. Yep. You heard me. I got beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go. That's right. That's so, right. So, um, yeah, no, I'll be in the Lexus. Most of that, what I'm coming to do, I'm bringing uh, probably like four pair of tires in addition to my drag and drive tires just to do burnouts. Yes. So, trailer burnouts. Big, yeah. Long, look look for uh, my goal is to get a mile long, no brake burnout, like get it, get it started and not touch the brakes for a mile. Dude, that's insanity. I like it. Um, with the trailer, you could like, does it, if the trailer had brakes, you could almost use kind of a, you know, a slider brake on the trailer yeah. and just, you know, ease that thing. That's what pulls it back in line. Cause I'm sure at that kind of distance, uh, and wheel speed, it's going to be wild. Well, so I've done a few, um, we'll call them test burnouts since, since drag week and since turning the yeah. car up and stuff. And, um, so Okay, so the car gets straight to rev limiter in high gear, which is like 8,400 or so, pretty quickly, Damn. obviously. And uh, that's like 200, it's like 220 for rear wheel speed or something like that, 220, 230. And honestly, after I redid the rear suspension, it's dead straight. I've done a three-quarter mile long, like, no-brake burnout already yes. with it. And it's just like, like the front, I, I think it gets up to like mid-120s for front wheel speed. And it's decidedly not sketchy. Like, it looks sketchy from the outside, but it's not. Yeah. Like I Dude. could be driving with my knee and texting while doing it. It's I, not too bad. I, I need a ride. I need a ride. Like at least for a little bit of time. Uh, <laughs> Justin Chestnut, who I think was in here a little bit ago, um, I'm riding with him in a 29 Model A, and it's Ooh. stock 350 with a 671 on it. It's it's a super cool rig. I mean, like 18 inch wide rear tires, all that. You know, it's hot rod. Cool. You know, yeah. Flat black, green flames, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to need to ride in some big boy stuff like that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's just, it's a rolling clown show is what it is. Like, it's just yeah. so much fun. Cause when's the last time you saw a Lexus doing ridiculous burnouts? Yeah. Not ever. And it's usually some like 55 year old dude or lady and they're just cruising along, you know? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, That's this is cool. like the poor man's Lexus, or the poor, excuse me, the poor man's Lexus, what am I saying? Yep. The poor man's Supra, because it's the same yep. as a Mark IV Supra underneath. Uh, Dirty Panda says he's never been in anything over 500 horsepower. I've been in a couple, like, you know, I think it's 650, 700, something like that. So what uh, what does that car make? And then let's just get into talking about it. Um, so right now, a little over 1,100 um, to the tires. Right. You know, yeah. that's based on fuel flow. I haven't put it on a dyno or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and based on, well, fuel flow and also mile an hour at the track. Uh, so, I, I, you know, dynos are a tuning tool um, yeah. sort of thing. And uh, decidedly with a heat gun and a wet rag, I can make a power, make make a car, make whatever power I want. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it's, it's decidedly rowdy and violent. Uh, yeah. It's the only, like this car wakes up every day and chooses violence. Yes. So. That's great. Um, yeah. Also, uh, if you've never ridden anything over 500 horse, come down to Florida. I will give you the like a great time. We'll go get food. It'll be. It'll. Yeah. You'll never see. You, you'll. Yeah. You'll have to go yeah. build your own turbo LS burnout machine like tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Panda's building a 700 horsepower 240SX. So. It, That's way sketchier than this because at least this weighs 4,000 pounds. Like that. Yeah. 240. Back that. Yeah. Uh, and then half fast garage says, uh, that sounds like a fun time. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be. I'll, uh, I'll be recording and, uh, we're going to do it big time. <laughs> uh, half fast says Florida seems to be where all the fun is. Can confirm as, as yeah. a Florida man, native, like native Floridian. It is where all the fun times are. 20, yeah. oh, 2700. Jesus, man. If I put this motor in that car and pick up a second, yeah, easily. This weighs four thousand yeah. pounds with me in it. That's awesome. That probably helps with like lengthy burnouts. Probably the wheelbase. Yeah. I think the wheelbase length really helps too. Like the yeah. car is so long, it's super predictable. So. Yep. Um, so just coast to coast. One more thing. Uh, yeah. Any no, any distance endurance driving you got planned? Uh, any any other events soon? Um. As far as I know, no. Um, I'm not competing in this year's, uh, or rather, the 2022 Southern Classic because um, uh, I've got too much stuff going on the sick week and stuff like like sick week yep. prep and stuff like that between my own car. I've got another buddy with a twin turbo Gen 3 Hemi. Uh, it's like a late model charger. That thing's going to be rowdy. Um, Casper's uh, Malibu, that thing is sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got too much on my plate, essentially, to even think about doing that. Um, I want to do, uh, so my, the firebird I talked about earlier, uh, I'm actually putting it, uh, putting it together for the silver state classic challenge. Uh, if it happens in 2022, you know, it's like kind of a big if thing with, you know, the way COVID stuff goes and blah, blah. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, coast to coast stuff. I'd be lying if I said, I don't want to try at the overall record at some point. Not anytime soon at yeah. all. The logistical planning alone, after talking to the people who have done it, is just yeah. nightmarish. I've got yeah. too much stuff going on in my life. But uh, decidedly, the way to go about it is diesel. Um, the Volkswagen V6 TDIs or the BMW Straight 6 TDI. I either way, you need you need more horse torques than what we had, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and better gearing. Like slightly better gearing, but it, it could be done. I think 2539 is beatable by not necessarily an insane margin, but I think it is still beatable yeah. in this day and age. Um, so that's that's wild because it's, I mean, you, you know, 
2,900 miles. I mean, that's insanity. And the biggest thing is, isn't even like having, you know, that five, six, seven, 800 horsepower or whatever it is yep. in those super sweet Audis and Beamers and certain Beamers, sorry. Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes. Um, it's the, it's having the wherewithal and the gumption to like keep your foot in it that long. Yeah. <clears throat> so to, to where yeah. 150 seems normal. Here's Justin here. Yeah. Justin, we were just talking about you in the, in the model A and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, We'll have to we'll have to get him a ride in there, and I'll I'll sport around in the Model A for a little bit too. Uh, he, he's got a sixty-seven to seventy-two step side truck that's basically pro street big block. It's got a big blower on it. It's it's a super cool truck. Yeah, you guys, and I think I had text or we had messaged about uh, you and him, but I think you're like two hours from him, right? Or yeah, something I'm, like I'm that. He's in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's sixty-eight. Yeah. So if yeah, if you ever need help with uh, wrenching on stuff or whatever, spare hands, man. Just hit me up. Uh, I'm yeah. always happy to work on stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, half fast is asking how fatiguing is the the run. I would think he's talking about the you know, coast to coast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so having done drag week, race week, blah blah, I'm decidedly more tired after those than doing the coast to coast thing. Like the biggest thing on the coast to coast that I was tired from was. Uh, so I, I went like I got super hydrated, you know, ate uh, basically nothing but cheese and emodium for like the two days leading up to the thing. And then during the run, ate about two ounces of cheese cubes and drank like two bottles of water. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, again, following the the Fred adage of if it's not in, it doesn't have to come out. Um, and so like I wasn't I'll, I'll be honest like I wasn't super tired by the time we got to the Portofino like I would have gone to bed at a normal time except my dumb self had brought this beer which I put on Facebook I think it said it just so happens it's Tuesday and it was which is just the best beer to ever have after something like that um it was 15.3 percent alcohol and like a tall boy nice on like a Wiped day out. Empty stomach <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah, you were uh you were a cheap date. <laughs> uh to quote to quote Bryce, there's doing a little bit of liver stretching right after yeah. along with the, the you know sort of thing. <laughs> That's um, right. God, yeah. So I was belligerently hammered by like ten thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you guys uh so he was saying they got in at like three or three thirty or something like that. So I mean I you know, you were ahead of them by what forty minutes or something like that. An hour and nine minutes, long enough to check in, drop our bags, shower, change, grab consolation prizes, and mosey downstairs waiting for them to drag their asses in. Nice. Um, (laughs) So does does the port? I didn't think to ask them this, but does the Portofino now have like a like a uh, drivers meeting area? Like, is it a spot where they're like, folks that are from New York, park here? So, no, they do have a plaque that, like, uh, commemorates the Cannonball Memorial Run, which is this super cool thing that I don't know how often it goes on. Again, Fred knows the ins and outs of that um, because he's been involved with it. But um, they have a a plaque commemorating that for, uh, you know, it's like this charity for fallen officers and stuff like that, which is incredible and super cool. Um, But generally speaking, like, they're, they're entirely apathetic. Like, we kind of sort of chit-chatted with the dude at the check-in, and he was like, Oh, cool! Yeah, there were some guys here last week that like tried to do something like that too, but like we're super disappointed. We're like, cool, we didn't know anything yeah. about that. <laughs> you know? um, That's awesome. So I don't know. Like, I I think they generally approach it with like a bit of apathy. 
Like, you know, how many car people really work in hotels, I guess would be the question. Yeah. And and I would think there's, you know, you would hope there'd be more in that one, but there's probably not, you know, it's probably just a, just regular old folks are like, okay, you guys drove all the way across uh, fast. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. I can do that. And you're like, well, actually, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, you ever beaten the GPS by over 10 hours? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, okay, dude, let's – I've been holding this in the back of my brain the whole time, but i got to hear the story of driving Seattle to Florida and why you had to go that far to get that car. Um, okay. So without getting super duper heavy about it, um, uh, got divorced April 1st of this year. And, uh, which is a decidedly hilariously, it's like sad clown sort of painting, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like hilarious and terrible. So anyway, uh, was like decidedly bummed out by that. And, uh, like 4th of July weekend was rolling around and was cruising around online. And I see this LS swap, like it was already turbo LS swapped by the way, when yeah. I bought it, um, and uh, by one of the most uh, detail-oriented people I have ever met. Everybody wants to, you know, wants to buy the car with a stack of receipts and a glove box and whatever. Yeah. Um, this dude had like mileage in, mileage out for every mod he ever did, where he drove it, where he bought gas, what day it was, what time of day it was, when he did this, who did that. I was like, what in the actual hell? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, it come, it came up. And I was like, hey, man, I'm interested. I'll send you a deposit like right now. And he's like, okay, cool. Send him the deposit and bought a plane ticket in the same essential like transaction. Nice. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll be there tomorrow. Um, he's like, wait, what? He's like, it's 4th of July. I was like, eh, cool. Yeah. Um, fly in, look at the car. It's it's already got Holly EFI, you know, which I'm extremely familiar with. Uh, it's a Texas Speed 370 cubic inch engine. It's got AFR heads. Um, and when I picked it up, it made 730 wheel on 91 octane, straight 91 octane. Nice. Because it's nine and a quarter to one compression. It was designed for Washington fuel basically. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, you know, this is going to be super fun. I'm just going to make a a trip out of driving it back. So I decided to drive the Pacific coast highway, which is, excuse me, 1650 miles from Seattle to San Diego, Mm -hmm. which most people drive South to North. And I actually, after talking to some people who had done it, Christopher Michaels particularly, who's done it like four times or something, that guy, you want to talk about some dude who like embodies the Johnny Cash song, I've been everywhere, it's that guy. <laughs> uh, if it's not Fred, it's him. Um, and he is such a homie uh, also. But anyway, divert, uh, uh, tangenting. Um, so driving south or north to south, you end up on, because we're here in America, you end up on the right side of the road. And you can actually see like the coastal overlooks and you're looking down to the water and the cliffs. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. And the traffic is decidedly less, despite it being summertime and everybody's off, because everybody's going south to north, not north to south. So I drove that, took me, I don't know, I think I did it the slow way, like three days or something like that, four days. Right. And uh, uh moving along able- pretty good. Four hundred miles a day is a bunch. That's like par for my course. Like when I drove the the Jetta back, I think the first day I drove to Winnemucca, Nevada, which is like 400 miles from Sonoma, which is a funnier story. Um, then drove 800 miles the next day to Cheyenne, Wyoming, 400, 500 miles to Omaha the next day to hang out with uh, uh, some homies over there. And then, yeah, anyway, yeah, driving 500 miles a day is decidedly not a big deal to me at this point. God, dude, that's uh, crazy. So... That trip, uh, probably the most noteworthy thing 
well, two. I have, I have two really noteworthy things. The first one being, I was on the other side of the mountain range from Ukiah, uh, California, which is in like NorCalish, and mm-hmm. uh, like in wine country, and the power steering line rubbed through on the water pump pulley, spraying hot power steering fluid onto my downpipe and setting the car on fire. Nice. Which was fun. Um, I had half a water bottle and a beer, and that's it. So I poured them on it, and I was like, okay, it's out. Cool. Um, drained the power steering fluid that was left, uh, and then stuffed rags in the reservoir, drove the car 30 miles over a mountain pass in the dark with a 16% grade in both directions, uh, which was not fun um with no power steering in a place i've never been in the dark where my phone has no cell for cell service yeah um get it patched up the next day continue the drive and on my way home i visited a buddy in la and so i went a little bit north because i wanted to see like death valley and junk so you want to know who has two thumbs and drove through death valley on the hottest day in human history in a black <laughs> car with no ac yeah yeah, this guy. that guy. Yeah. Uh, so it was 130 degrees ambient. God, dude, that's crazy. Black car, yeah. turbo, uh, just hot. Not really, actually. So I had I had preemptively swung into a Home Depot, bought a three-gallon uh, pump sprayer, like the old roadkill mm. supplemental cooling system mod. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really have to use it except on myself at one point. I stopped using it on the radiator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, car motored along at like 185, 190 degrees. You know, it's got two big old small fans, a radiator. You know, that's just gargantuan, and it was it was fine. Um, the turbo is actually like I don't know if you can kind of see that. It's down in the bumperish area where like the fog lights would be, like underneath the headlight. So it actually nice. doesn't really heat up the engine bay at all, even when it did have a hood. Yeah. Um, so you know that. That decidedly sucked. Uh, stopped to get gas like somewhere just into Arizona through like that deserty area, and like you know when you have like a dry mouth and you spit on the ground, like it sizzled. It's like ooh, Dang, that's Oof. crazy. Yeah. Um. So otherwise, like trip was generally un you know unremarkable. Like it was a road trip like any other seven hundred horsepower road like race car road. Yeah, trip. I'm like uh. That's not a road trip I've ever made, so I'm in. Well, the best part was after a little bit of, like, uh, adjusting on the tune and stuff. So the car doesn't have overdrive. It's got a turbo 400 and uh, 326 rear gears. And I think at the time, like, a 27-inch tire. I drive it around on 28-inch tires now. Um, It gets 26 miles to the gallon on pump gas. That works. At, like, 75, 80 miles an hour. Which, if that you talk works. to anybody who was at Drag Week, we were blowing people's doors off, telling the trailer, like, Sugar Suckers! Did yep. we get 25 to the gallon? It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, we're getting two and a half, eight, you know, eight at the most. That's funny. Yeah, I was hating life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't know what the cart got. I think the cart, uh, once we'd lost overdrive, I think the cart was down, I don't know, 10 or 12, probably, something like that. Yeah. I can't afford to think about that, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was bru- brutal. Yeah. Oof. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, yeah, drag and drive. I find, I, at least, I I've found to be more arduous than the coast to coast driving. But that could also just yeah. be because I don't. Know, it could just be me. Um, because decidedly, it is not for the faint of heart, and it is not easy. Anybody who construes it as that has no idea what is involved. And the only reason that our sort of thing was 
you know, at, from the outside, like easy or uneventful or whatever, is from the sheer amount of freaking logistical thought and planning that went into it. So yeah, I, I just Dragon... want to keep in that to be clear. Like it is not easy at all. It is just not as hard to me personally. So, but again, you well, know, I look very, and it's either way, it's going to suck. Don't do either one. <laughs> whatever you got to do both man that's the whole thing where you're uh we want to inspire people to get out and drive that shit uh half ass garage said he went 62 miles an hour from alaska to detroit in a 79 fg40 dude i can't wow. imagine you are so much cooler than me like actually that is so gangster oh man like, that sounds like it was a riot uh, that doesn't sound like a riot i've been in a fj40 i can't imagine how uh how much fun that was just loud and uh, bouncy. Bouncy. Those rigs are pretty bouncy. Uh, they're not Jeep Wrangler, but they're uh, they're pretty bouncy. It, it would probably be a great adventure. We'll say that. And that's the thing, right? Like nobody remembers the getting beat up or the fact that you were like choking to death on carbon monoxide or you know whatever <laughs> it is. You just remember that badass road trip you took that time, whether it was yep. with the homies or by yourself or whatever. It's just like yep. like you said, you know. I drove this SJ40 from Alaska to Detroit. Like, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's a pretty cool story. Uh, I, I wish, you know, that's one thing. That's why we record stuff anymore is because I want to have that. I want to be able to, because uh, I'm not going to remember that, you know, in the moment that, uh, that we'll capture on the camera. You know, a lot of times exactly. we'll be complaining on the camera, but I'll be remembering good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You definitely, definitely remember stuff with like through rose colored glasses, so to speak. Like, I, yeah. you know, you don't remember doing head gaskets at the racetrack after getting your head welded and milled. Not that I would know what that's like. Uh, and then turning around and driving after working all night to the next freaking track, 330 miles away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's brutal stuff. So what's the setup on the car now? You were kind of talking a little bit about turbo sizing uh, before we started recording, but. Um, yeah, so it's got a it's got a pretty gnarly seventy six millimeter on it right now. Uh, it's going to go to a uh, the new forced inductions ninety four. I think it's like one hundred four or something like that. It's, nice. it's the, the rowdy business S four, like the rowdiest S four hundred that uh, I could find. Basically, um, like I want to turn the car up. The ultimate goal for the car is uh, the SC three hundred chassis record, uh, which is mm. currently seven forty one at one hundred eighty nine miles an hour, uh, quarter mile. And uh, it's held by like a, a decidedly race, like a race car. This guy trailers the car to and from the track. And oh, like, man. my junk doesn't see a trailer unless it's broken. And yeah. even then, I'll probably still try to limp it. Like yeah. I, I have street cars. Like you know, and and I, I think that that's pretty cool. Um, uh, hell know, yeah, it is. Race cars don't do anything for me at this point. Like unless your crap is running threes eighth mile, I don't care. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's just not yeah. exciting to see an eight an eight second car roll off a trailer. It's just not. It, I mean, because and so uh, I don't remember who I was talking to about this. I think it was Rich Guido or uh, Bill Armstrong was about drive that Both shit. Certified badasses, by the way. Yeah, I mean, okay. dude, like like those guys drive their shit to the track. They whip ass and drive home. You know, like yes. I mean, Rich Guido is the Canadian Chuck Norris. I mean, there's there's no it, way around it. It clangs when he walks, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to drive 5,400 miles and, and compete in a Drag Week event, go to Bonneville, and then drive home. You know, like, only a madman would do that. And 
it's it would be so hard for me not to talk so much shit when I pull up and there's like a a 10 second car on a trailer that's you know got a slick on the back and all this you know it's like this car that's complete and this guy's driving a late model diesel truck to pull this race car and then he pulls up to the track and runs like a low 10 you know you're like dude you could have drove that and how much more fun would it have been if you had driven it you know exactly like when i went to go when i was testing the lexus a few weeks ago like i pulled into the track and you know it's got a parachute and all that junk but like and people looking at it sideways like what in the hell and uh you know i was the second quickest car on property behind uh like one of those blown copos which doesn't even have a freaking vin you know and you know i'm seeing guys pull cars out of enclosed trailers that are running like you know mid six is eighth this is eighth mile yeah but why though (laughs) yeah like so it was rich because uh he says yes we can be friends totally agree uh talking (laughs) to you i'm sure because uh he's my friend whether he wants to be or not um you know like how how much more would people enjoy their stuff if they just drove it if they just would take that time it's going to take you longer to get to the track like the track for us here is a little over an hour away but it so many more people would enjoy their stuff for so much longer i mean how many times has somebody gotten to the track and broke something immediately off the trailer yep. car wouldn't start you know some if you'd been driving it 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 have been fine you know you'd have, you'd have found it at home not when you get to the track and be all pissed off and screaming and yelling, you know. Exactly. And I mean, who also who also doesn't like going out for ice cream and burnouts? Dude. <laughs> you know? That's what I'm talking about. That's uh that's <laughs> the so only reason the old truck was built. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, uh, Matt uh, Matt Happel talks about that in his in his yeah. podcast all the time. Like so many people are fixated on like, you know, wanting these extremely high horsepower, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And they, you know, I want to build an eight second car or whatever. Like it's so much fun to just go out and do burnouts and, and like have a good time. Yeah. Every, there is not a person alive, at least that I want to be friends with, that doesn't smile with an ice cream cone in one hand doing a burnout on the wheel with the other. Like, come on. Yeah, like, like a big long one, not like just sitting still doing a burnout in your, you know, 280 horsepower, whatever car. I'm talking like just nasty shit. Like you were talking about earlier, three quarter mile long, leave the parking lot cruise night and just get just completely retarded. I know. Absolutely. Like I, I prefer my burnouts to be of biblical proportion every time. Yeah. Yeah, we, so there's a little cars and coffee that happens around the corner of the house. Uh, Rich Guido says, I've passed trailered race cars on the <laughs> way to the track, at the track, and on the way home. Um, there's a little cars and coffee around the corner from the house, and it's uh, it's like one Sunday a month. And I'll typically leave there, and then I'll go down and turn around and just come back. And there's like all these like 150-foot just black marks in the street uh, right out in front. Because I'm just like, second gear rollers? Uh, yep, I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Except I'm Mr. High Gear. Like I don't I I literally won't settle for anything but high gear burnouts anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, it's the the route I'm taking is coming up to a stoplight. So I'm a little nervous. The brakes, you know, it's a sixty five or sixty six C ten. I mean, like, you know. It's it's got disc on the front and one of the back ones works, so it's probably fine. Yeah, it'll be fine until it's not. That's yeah. You know, that's a then problem. The now issue is more burning. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, so with the with the new turbo on that setup, are you still the 370 uh, Texas speed? 
Yeah, so it'll be the 370 for a little while. Uh, the plan, the uh, so if everything goes to plan, which as you and I both know, oh, yeah. does, is I want to source a 388 between now and sick week. Um, okay. Again, I don't need a 388 and 94 mil to run eights. Like anybody, yeah. Yeah, no, you don't. It, it'll do that now, no problem. Yeah. Um, on the foot brake. But uh, uh, the, like I say, my goal is that chassis is that chassis record. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to attempt that at sick week, uh, you know, and that kind of thing, even though, you know, fly paper prep and all that junk. Um, my, my biggest thing is like, I'm going to have fun. Uh, you know, uh, my buddy Bradley's coming with me again. We're going to, you know, cut up, you know, we've got this like Sony speaker that we got that we throw up on the dash and we're just, you know, bumping tunes, rolling down the road, having a great old time. Like, yeah, you know that, and that's what I'm looking forward to is the rolling million horse, literally million horsepower car show uh, yeah. that is Drag Week, uh, dra- well, Sick Week in this case, but yeah. that is Drag and Drive, I should say. I'm sorry, yeah. um, and, and that sort of thing. So uh, it'll have, it'll eventually end up with a six bolt head, three eighty eight, um, and the ninety four mil. Uh, honestly, once I go to a six bolt motor, I'll probably try. I'll probably move to like a heart diesel turbo after a while. Um, and like really try to give it the coals. Um, but, uh, I thought probably once I put the new turbo on it, I'm going to have to change the rear setup. So right now it's got a stock Mark four Supra setup. Uh, I mean, it's got a CAS two way locker and a, and those three twenty six gears, like I said, but it's like, otherwise the axles are stock out of a Mark four Supra. Are you serious? Um, That's crazy. They, uh, according to those guys who make way more power than I do with faster cars, like they're good to like, like high sevens, low eights, uh, if you can get some weight out of the car. That's um, wild. So the plan right now is essentially like 500-pound diet without compromising the streetcar thing, like full dash, full yeah. carpet, seats, you know, blah, blah. Um, it's not going to get a radio uh, only because I don't want to – honestly, I just don't want to wire it. I'm lazy. Um, wireless headphones, like the – they're so good yep. now that you've got, you know, that like sort of ambient thing where you can actually hear what's going on, yep. um, and it's like, you know too much of a distraction but uh, yeah basically like the goal is uh low seven second streetcar that i can go get ice cream and do burnouts in and also eventually like the ultimate goal is low seven second streetcar but also be able to slick the car back enough that i can toss the keys to a homie who has never been in an eight second car and let them go make an eight second rip and experience what like zero to 170 miles an hour in eight something seconds is like yeah yeah i mean can i be that first dude i'll fly down there <laughs> I would like, I, listen, I'll walk down there if I got to. Uh, I'm in on that. Um, Justin Chestnut saying, uh, dang, we're going to be running 18s in the uh, in the Model A. So it's okay. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm sure that trucks or car is going to uh, draw a ton of attention. So, Oh, undoubtedly. Big old blower Model A. The yep. freaking barrel with tires. That thing sounds gangster as hell. I, I'm really yeah, looking it, forward to seeing it. It, it's going to be a blast. I can't. I really can't wait to uh, to hang out and be in a completely different part of the country. You know, we've done 2.0 uh, twice now, kind of you know Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas area uh, both times. So I'm excited to be in a different spot. And you know, I've never hung out really that part of the the states much. So it'll be cool to be there for a week. And I mean, there's what 300 cars registered. I think 270 or something like that. What was it? I don't I remember. It was, it was something like that. No, it's 300, I think, because uh, yeah. it's sold out in like four minutes or some something yep. ridiculous. Um, though I, I got the nod to the early registration thing, which made me feel real important. 
Um, yeah. And really, it was just because I was like, hey, I'm that guy that did those burnouts. I'm going to do better ones this time. So maybe you want that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you, you'll want that for pictures, I promise. Yeah. Like, yep. I, the goal is a burnout of such proportion that it's like centerfold worthy, you know, like two pages. Yeah ridiculousness yeah yeah you're oh. just you're telling uh 1320 i think they're covering it too right you'd be like hey hey get ready well get ready. if you watch their videos from drag week there's one where they're like oh shit the lexus is here and they like turn around and run over <laughs> <So hilarious. laughs> that's cool that's oh. cool man that's that's what i want out of the cart uh so let me run this idea by you yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a two valve four, six, uh, it's a GT 45 turbo on it. We've got like seven pounds. Um, I really, I think I'm going to do an LS swap in it, but yes. I want, I think what I want to do, uh, Cameron powers has done a ton of those. Uh, That's what I, was about to, I was about to bring him up. Yeah. He's yeah. the guy. Yeah. So here's listen to this idea. Uh, we pull up to day one of 2.0 with a complete LS swap on the trailer drive shaft, motor mounts, uh, hot side turbo kit, all that kind of stuff already built. Um, make a pass with the 4.6, drive back into the parking lot and swap the LS in there and make passes. <laughs> Probably day three. I think it would be day three. Catch up and, and... I mean, first of all, when you go to do that, uh, give me like a little bit of a heads up because as somebody who built the entire top end of our freaking car on 2.0 last year in the pits of Tulsa, and oh my <laughs> God, I hated that night. Yeah. Um, I am so down to clown on a full motor swap like or full drivetrain swap. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, that sounds awesome for sure. I, I think I think it would just be so much fun. You know, you could, you could end up doing that pretty, you know, I'm, we would basically do the full swap beforehand, have the wiring ready, all that kind of stuff, you know, pull the four, six out, drop this in, get everything built and then yep. do it all backwards, you know, put the four, six back in and then up it. I think the thing to do would be to sit, turn the car over to like Holly or whatever initially. And, uh, and like have the, the harness for the four, six. And then all you got to do is fucking, or is like, with the with the LS setup, plug everything in, rock oh, roll. That's a and good then, idea. And already have the global file built, so that all you have to do is just black black done and yeah. uh, and uh, roll on. That's um, a good that'll, idea. Yeah, that'll like save you a lot that. of time. Yeah, because that was my other concern. Was like, okay, you know, obviously once we get it in, we'll have to have it tuned, all that kind of stuff, and I intended to do you know, like a Terminator X setup on it anyways, just because it's so much easier. Uh, your dad, um, I'm guessing your dad, Robert yes. Williams says uh, Tulsa was agony. Yeah. The car that my phone is currently mounted to so that I can get this going is, uh, is the one that I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's, which, uh, the, uh, what's the setup on it? Uh, it's a twin turbo LS. It's a, it's a six liter uh, built motor six liter. It's got trick flow. I can't remember like two twenty fives or two forty five. I think they're two twenty fives. Uh, it's got twin seventy twos on it. It uh, it it's not as violent, like instantly violent as my car is, which is largely due to the converter. I think right mm -hmm. now and um, and some other some other junk. But it is it is decidedly a very fast and capable car uh, that like sneezes mid eights. Uh, like it wow. is absolutely no work for this thing to just like, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's got two, 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 five, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's cool. 
So it's no, it's a it's a hot rod for sure. Definitely more thought has went into the aesthetics of it versus my car. My car is decidedly functional, overform, and that's basically everything I do. Um, that's a, that comes into age, you know. I, I'll say so. My my dad had nice stuff as he got older, and uh, and me, I'm like, I don't give a shit what it looks like. I just want it long burnouts. I want turbo noises. I want you know, I want it to be fun, and then we'll work on all the other stuff. Well, my, my argument is always, it's hard to get a look at it passing you at 200 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, too. Like, yeah. the, my biggest thing when it comes to car building is efficiency first and, like, everything else essentially second. So, in terms of, like, uh, drive drive line train slash efficiency, like, I want, it sucks getting in a car that gets 10 MPG. Like, I hate that, right? And so, that's what sort of turned me on to LS, turbo LS stuff, or just generally turbocharged cars in general like whether yeah. it's a turbo straight six or ls or hemi or whatever it is um yeah. you know like i applaud and the guys who can make na stuff work you know like doc mcintyre's car that car is obscenely fast and for that matter yeah. faster than my car uh, you know yeah, but it uh, takes but, a lot of cubic inch to do that yeah and a lot of cubic wallet space that i don't have <laughs> yeah, that's what i was gonna say a lot of wallets <laughs> um so, you know, that and and supercharged stuff is cool. Like, uh, actually, uh, my Infinity, I'll probably end up putting a supercharger back on here shortly. Um, I bought Matt Happel's uh, Infinity G35 uh, yeah. earlier this year as well. And uh, road tripped so, it back in Pennsylvania, too. I was going to say, so you've been all over, dude. You've been all four corners. Um, yeah, actually, the only states I haven't been to, I think, at this point are Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. So that's awesome. That I'm going to change awesome. that in 2022. So, uh, yeah. where Bryce, Bryce and I were talking about doing some kind of a drive, not anything competitive or anything like yeah. that, allegedly. But, uh, from I mean, come on, <laughs> from some, honestly, like I want to drive against him on a circle track. Uh, I want to drive against him. <laughs> Hell, I want to go figure eight racing against that guy in school. Uh, no, you don't. School. I guarantee you that dude will kill you. He's a savage. <laughs> Yeah, um, is lobster party when you come to Maine. Absolutely. First of all, yeah. I am a slut for a good lobster roll and make a good one too. Uh, but yeah, haven't have yet to go there and uh, and and that stuff. But yeah, we were talking about doing a drive from Seattle or like the General Pacific Northwest to Alaska for that Fourth of July throwing cars off the cliff thing. Oh um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like I've, I. You know, it's one of those things. It's like a semi-historic car thing. You know, yeah. like I, I want to go to the ice drags at some point. That sounds yeah. amazing. Um, I stopped at Bonneville on my way back with the Jetta recently and, like, you know, looked out on it and was like, wow, you know, there's some cool junk that's gone down here. Yeah. Um, like, have you been out to Bonneville? Nope. There, there's like a – and maybe this is just me because I'm overdramatic or something, but there's sort of like a gravitas to, like, just standing there and being like, Damn, there's been some fast shit that's been rolling back, like, rolling yeah. through here. It's well, so cool. I mean, think about like the um, uh, I don't I don't want to say technology, but think of like the engineering and things that went into like the early guys that and the, still the guys that go out there. You know, Bonneville's a completely different animal. You know, you're you're not just worried about horsepower and how fast can you go in a quarter mile. I mean, you're talking like three miles worth of runs and you're worried about, you know, tape over a vent to make sure that you, maybe that gets you another quarter mile per hour, you know? 
Yeah, those guys are those guys are a different breed. I would yeah. love to go out there with uh, actually with my gold car because like it's pretty well set up aerodynamically at this point and suspension wise. It, it's being set up like I said for Silver State Classic Challenge. Yeah. So you know, granted, different than wrote LSR decidedly. However, would love to retool the arrow on it to to work better at high high speed and be able to you know eclipse maybe 250 would be pretty That'd cool. Be awesome. Yeah, uh, um, pretty cool. Yeah, be freaking awesome. Yeah, and like you know, there's just how many people are going to drive their car there, do 250, and then drive home. Yeah, Dude, I'm uh, telling you. I mean, that's like I think that's what we're going to see. Um, you know, as the next big wave is driver stuff, people that are willing to to you know, and that's what drag and drive events have done. Uh, we're putting together a sponsorship package for. Uh, for our coverage for sick week and just the, literally the first line is sick week will change drag and drive events forever. And and it's going to. For sure. Um, and you know, it's funny because I, I don't, you know, the history of like drag week stemming from one lap of America, which then yeah. also stems from cannonball. Oh yeah. So, yeah I mean, like, like, it's very full circle meta to have been both a drag and drive competitor and a cannonball competitor. Dude, um, I, I'm jealous. Awesome. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's, that's an amazing trip. And, and that's one that the more I talk to you bastards, the more I'm going to like the, the further forward I'm moving that trip. And really for the, for the geeky nerd outside of stuff, you know, fuel, like uh, fuel tank placement and things like that. Like that's, that, that is what interests me. Tire sizing, you know, how can we manipulate tire size to, to get more miles per hour or miles per gallon as well? You know, like yep. all that kind of stuff that you can just, if you're sitting back, you can look at and, uh, and it's not like, okay, we're going this weekend, you know? So. Exactly. The logistics involved are, are very, are many and great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, as I said, like, as you could kind of gain from earlier in conversation, like I am like Mr. Minutia. So uh, like thinking about all of that is like, oh, yeah, we could blah, blah, blah. And then like, I'll just go do it or whatever, whatever, yep. you know, which is that's why we run two radar detectors and redundant GPS and like overly redundant GPS at that um, and stuff like that. Because like, like we, I run a Uniden R7 as well as an Escort Max 360C and uh the thing is, is the Uniden has such killer range, it'll pick up a KA band from easily a mile greater than the Escort. And on flat wow. ground, like in uh, in Wyoming, like out in the plains, I picked up a cop from almost seven miles away at That's one point. Crazy. Like, and, you know, basically what I'll do is, at least this is the way I, I do it, is uh, the R7 will pick it up. And then I'll use the escort to verify the signal because sometimes you get bounces and stuff, you know, because radar is yep. a, a thing and uh, a, a radio signal, uh, sort of. And um, and so anyway, like you use one to verify the other, and it's like, okay, now I need to throw the anchor out, sort of like whoa up on it. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So it's, uh, it's in in your situation, are you? Does that stuff interest you more? Um, as far as like the, you know, the long distance, uh, high speed running like that, is that, is that more of your interest? Like you like to figure that stuff out or is drag racing more of an interest? Like yes. if, if you, if you could only do one, <laughs> yeah, that's, let me preface this. Ooh. Um, if I could only do one endurance road racing wins out over drag racing any day of the week and twice on Sunday, reason being, 
I absolutely hate waiting in the staging lanes for an hour in my fire gear, hating my life to make yep. one sub 10 second pass and be like, all right, we've got to let the car cooled out. Well, actually, I have a street car. What am I saying? My junk, yep. I can round robin it as long as I keep ice in the intercooler. I can yep. literally make back-to-back hits until I'm bored or out of tires or that ice. That's crazy. Um, go the, it's like I monitor oil temp, trans temp, you know, all that junk. Yep. And like, I keep the oil temp uh, somewhere between 220, 230 to keep the water boiled off from of the oil, you know, do the hygroscopic nature of E85. And then coolant temp now stays somewhere between like 160, 165 or wow. so. And now that I'm going to a different fan setup, I'll actually be able to keep it even colder. Uh, but as long as your oil temps, you know, stay in that range, your bearing tolerances and clearances stay what they ought to be. And like, it's like free horsepower sort of, um, yeah. you know, so like this thing's just, it, the, the cooling is overbuilt. It's and and that kind of like, again, it's a street car. So, yeah. but but again, endurance road racing, so much more appealing. You're in the car for hours. Um, I was actually just in Sonoma on my way back with the Jetta. Um, I had stopped off to, to tune a 24 hours of Lemons car out there. Um, actually, for Cara's uh, 70 Toyota Corona that is a Mark III Supra underneath with a 1JZ GTE out of a yeah. Toyota 4 Chaser. Um, and... Uh, yeah, dyno at over 400 horsepower at the tire and weighs significantly less than 300 or 3,000 pounds with a wow. drive. Wow, that's pretty crazy. That's a uh, that's a car, and that car will live because it's so light. Not just that, like I mean the. Uh, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but the way that it's tuned uh, is decidedly safe for road racing. I mean, I'm not saying I'm awesome, but uh, I'm awesome. <laughs> but I wake up in the morning with this excellence. What can I say? Uh, you know. Um, yeah, that, that car, I, I really like that car. And actually that was the first time I'd been at lemons. So have you been to like the 12 hours at Sebring or the 24 Daytona or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, go, um, if you, if you go to no other non-drag racing event next year, then that go to Sebring, go to Daytona or just go balls out and go to Le Mans in France. Um, yeah. You know. Listen, I got a wife and two kids. That ain't happening. I'm already trying to figure out how I'm going to fit a family vacation in with all the <laughs> other race car stuff I got going on. Bring him to Sebring. It'll be a great time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They'll but, enjoy uh, all the other stuff that goes on in that part of the country. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll, dad's going to be at the race. <laughs> you guys do it. Yeah, you go want. to Disney World. See you later. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, like there's just I don't know, it's just different. It's so cool. Like you're in the car a lot more, and that going like being there and, and helping out John and them with the car, like it really made me want to put together a 24 hours lemons car. Um, which perfect world scenario. Uh, it's funny that you were talking. We were talking about your Trailblazer. Um, I actually want to pull the drive line out of one of those and put it in. Tra- it, put the transverse setup in the bed of a Mazda B2200 pickup make it mid-engine with that yep. 4.2 straight six, and then eventually put a transverse five or six speed in it. Um, and like the hilarious nature of lemons led me towards like adapting a Lamborghini, like a Gallardo gated six speed to it because it'd just be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, or, uh, or something like that. Uh, but decidedly like would turn into a bit of a weapon as far as like track cars go. Cause you've got mid engine, you know, you remove all yep. of the drawbacks of a pickup and then you gain, you know, being able to put ballast wherever you essentially want. In yep. addition to having, you know, a, you know, the Amerabera on board, so to speak. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, have you seen Calvin Nelson and all their stuff? I'm sure you probably have. Niv like 57. I've so I've been on and off listening to Matt's five hour talk with Dude, them. It took and, me three days. It took me three days to get through it. Uh, yeah, I was listening yeah. to it while I worked on the G earlier, and those guys, like I am absolutely like they're they're who made me want to do the yeah. the the Atlas platform because I was like. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. And also yeah. more torques because more cubic inches, you know, boomer logic or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, their level of thought, I've been following him for a long time. Like it was, it was Matt and all the rabbit hole that he led down. That's the reason why we swapped the truck. And then, uh, you know, Calvin and his dad uh, are the next reason that we were like, I was like, oh, well, the Trailblazer may not be too bad then. You know, because I mean, if they're getting 700 wheel out of a stock bottom end setup, stock cams, all that, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I can, I can putter this thing around. But uh, I will say, taking it out of the Trailblazer is a good idea because that's motherfuckers. Just, <laughs> oh man, there's so many times I want to punch a GM engineer in the nuts. I don't doubt it, man. Hey, I, yeah. From what you were saying earlier, like you can't get your hand behind the motor, so you're gonna have to pull the head. Yeah, dude, like for a for a three dollar freeze plug, like I've, I mean, I literally have like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in fixing this thing, and you know, so, like I said before, I don't generally work on my dailies. Why not just saws all the firewall then? You can't get to it. Like inside, there's so oh, much shit under. <laughs> there's so much shit on the dash because that's what that was my next thought, dude. I was like, I'll just drill up. I'll get the whole saw. I'll just whole saw right through to get to the freeze plug, you know, but you can't like without hours and hours of work to take the dash stuff apart. I'm like, so I think I've got a pretty good plan to get to it. We'll see if it works. Um, I'm going to mess with it tomorrow night until I can't see. So that's the, uh, that's the plan. I'm either going to fix it or light it on fire. So both good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, th the reason I, I went into to their stuff is they're going to start messing with some of the four and five cylinder Atlas based stuff. Oh, um, like the Colorado motor and junk? Yep. Yep. That's so like cool. the, you know, the, the whole reason of the mid engine made me think, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go boosted, you know, like a four cylinder setup would save you, I don't know, maybe 80 or a hundred pounds compared to the six and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you follow Cole Reynolds on YouTube at all? He has, a Chevy, he has a Chevy Love. He's doing a, a mid-engine LS setup in. So I feel like I've heard that name. Like, uh, if I said I knew anything about him, I'd be lying. So, yeah. Uh, but that sounds decidedly rad. I'll check him out after we're. we're yeah. yeah. He, he's a great kid. He's like 20, 21 years old, and covers all the events. He's a photographer and uh, you know YouTuber. I think that's I like where I know him from because he's uh, yeah. he covers like race week and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, and also punk ass kids unite hundred uh, percent. Speaking as a twenty seven year old, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All you young bastards, I'm telling you, I'm so. I wish I had been this deep in it when I was uh, in my early twenties. It would be decidedly a different scenario. You run out of money for a drug problem. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I've never had any of that. That's been my other problem. I've always bought houses and stuff like that. So I need to uh, now. That's now, I'm, yeah. Now I'm going back backwards and buying fun cars <laughs> building fun cars so uh dude what haven't we covered i mean we've we've only been on here an hour and 42 minutes yeah um let's see talked about musket ball kind of gave you like the the coolest story from that it really is the is the 111 pullover which was hysterical um yeah. it's just yeah, that's that's pretty amazing <laughs> 
Yeah, that I used up all of my luck right there for sure. Um, I know we talked about the drag and drive stuff. What I'm gonna end up doing with the car? Uh, wow, balls. I mean, I don't know. I, I told you I'm not that interesting of a person, so like, it's no yeah, surprise. I, um, I don't know. Uh, hmm. I don't know. So, I, it is my goal this year, this coming year, to to attend all of the Dragon Drive events with Flexus and drive it from Florida slash probably Atlanta. I, my intent is to move to Atlanta, to be clear, uh, here shortly. Yep. But um, I will drive it from home base to the event, do the thing, and come back. Uh, you know, same thing with the Silver State with the Firebird. I'll be driving it from home to the Silver State, competing and man, driving back. You, you know, there's only a few people that competed all four. Uh, you know, Midwest drags. Both, My dad's one uh, of them. Rocky Mountain. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Uh, granted, like I, I'm gonna, you know, unpopular opinion. Taking a stock Hellcat is not competing. Is not competing. Just like it's not. Mean. It's like not fun. Uh, it's not hard at all. You get in the thing. It has a warranty. You turn the key. You hit the air. <laughs> like, it's not hard. Um, it's a drive. Man. It's like it's but a 300 mile a day road trip, which is like par for the ordinary course. Um, yeah. So unpopular opinion, but like, no, I, it, I'm not a fan. I, I don't consider it competitive, essentially, especially when your junk is totally dead stock. Because uh, yeah. it's not, it, you know, anybody can go buy a car, turn the key, and do the thing. Oh crap! Something lights on. Let me take it over to Dodge, and they'll give me another one. <laughs> yeah, they're you're hoping they uh, they have the part in stock and can get it, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, he did attend all four, uh, which is awesome, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like that. There were very few people that did that. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean like, literally kind of stupid. Four or five, like I mean, there's not many at all because uh, I think one of the guys he was on his way to race week and something broke. I mean, like there's our 2.0 and something broke. I mean, it's it's going to be nuts. I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that kind of stuff, uh, a lot more drag and drive. It's a lot more drag weekends. I think will be will be popping up. Yeah. So, I, I would like to do I, I will do every one I possibly can, but I would like yeah. to do all the main ones. Um, excuse me, sick week, uh, Midwest drags, uh, race week one and two, and drag week. Um, yeah. So, I yeah. Um, so so let let's let's we'll talk about this last topic and then we'll, we'll I'll let you go. Um, no no you're good. I don't uh, have anywhere to be, man. Okay, I don't need enough to be so I can drive it tomorrow. Oh, good. I, I'm not far from needing to pee, but um, the what do you do? Like, what's your what what kind of job do you have that that allows you to to do all that fun stuff? Um, uh, some student, and uh, I do a lot of remote tuning, and that's oh, cool. that pretty much that. Like race cars, pay for race cars, kind of thing. Do a, <laughs> yes. like begrudgingly, will mechanically work on some race cars, primarily for the homies. Um, yep. like I touched on earlier, I've got that buddy with the, the gen three Hemi. Well, it's a, it's a late model charger. So of course they had a gen three Hemi, but yep. it's got like a 426 and twin 82s or 84s. I think Come on. Yeah. Um, so that should be at sick week. It's bright blue. It's hard to miss. He's, uh, he's, uh, his name's David as well. Uh, dude from new English. He's awesome. Uh, but nice. yeah, mostly just working on other people's crap so that I can afford to work on my own crap. Dude, um, that's why I built the shop in the back, uh, wrenching on other people's shit. And we don't do anything boring, kind of the same stuff. I mean, if I if I have to work on your car, it's going to be fun. You know, like uh, we've done a bunch of LS swaps and doing my little brother's doing an LT swap now in a 65 international truck. So, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Like I, 
I, I have a lot of fun with it. Like I say, and, and tuning specifically, I, I run into a lot of cars at least where, you know, people are like, yeah, it makes good power, but it drives like shit. And I'm like, well, yep. I'm your man. I just, I yep. need a little bit longer, you know, typically than your average person will with your car. Cause like, I've got to find every possible light load, blah, blah scenario that like yep. when you're dyno tuning stuff, like sometimes you just don't have time to do that. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of uh, the old truck is on the basest of tunes. Like, I mean, I took it over to Robert. I was like, hey, I just want to drive it around. And because I drove it for a year on a stock 4.8, stock 4L80. I was like, it runs great. It's fine. Turn, turn the vats off and I drive it, you know. Yep. I was like, listen, I just built all of this shit. I decapped the injectors. I built every piece of pipe that comes in here, you know, that, that is exhaust everything. I just want to drive it so I can work all that stuff out. Uh, 1500 miles later, it's never been back to the tuner. So yeah. it, uh, you know, you start it like you have to turn it off and then it'll fire just hits first heat. Oh, you know, shit like that. So that stuff drives me crazy with like fuel injected cars. If you're cracking, like typically, unless you have like a crank trigger or some other scenario where in like, you know, it takes a second to sink. And even then some of them, like for whatever reason, Holly takes forever in a day. Like uh, my dad's car here has a a 12 minus one magnet, like flying magnet set up on it. And it takes a second for it to sink. And then as soon as it does, it lights right up. But like the Lexus having the internal reluctor, it starts at like a half turn. Yeah. Uh, like pretty much anywhere i now granted to that point i have not had it anywhere super cold yet so i haven't had a chance to really fool with that but i like cars that drive like stock or as close to that as they can i like the idea of you know you can throw the keys at somebody who is decidedly not a car person and they can get in and drive it and not hate it well and so that's a that's a good topic we're gonna be on this for a minute so that's what i wanted uh i have a good friend that works at comp and they own tci uh, transmissions and so so i call him i'm like hey it's such a big deal by the way like you've got well, listen, i went to i went to high school with him and uh i won't let him not be my friend so <laughs> that's, that's how i know him um so but i, I call him I'm like man listen here's the deal the the wife will never probably drive the truck but i want her to be able to get in it and i want it to drive like it was a stock 4.8 you know i want it to be able to to you know, part throttle, accelerate, things like I don't want some big ass crazy converter. And so we built a, a wicked ass triple disc billet setup that just is amazing. You know, and it's funny, yep. uh, Calvin and Andrew Nelson are on uh, on Saturday or Monday, I think. Uh, for the 12 pod, 12 pod pod yeah. yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so but with them, they were talking with Matt about torque converter technology. And so that's what I'm interested to kind of dig into some of that with those guys. Those guys are super smart on that stuff. So, so that that's, I think probably the biggest technology change, you know, used to, if you wanted a big converter, it just slipped like crazy. You know, it, you wouldn't take off till 2,500 RPMs. Now you can just put her away like normal. Well, and even in like the non lockup stuff, like obviously having 480, you know, you have, you have the lockups and stuff. Uh, yeah. As somebody who doesn't have ten grand to buy a lockup four hundred, uh, uh, mechanical <laughs> yeah. diodes get me by pretty well. Like <laughs> mechanical diode converters are like magic, uh, you know, kind of thing. And you're right. Like converter technology is definitely, uh, and I don't claim to understand exactly. I mean, it's not quite like you know black magic and complete bullcrap to me. But I don't claim yeah. to understand torque converters in an intimate and very familiar way. 
um, but decidedly enough to like to to know when it's wrong. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't know. I feel like people spec converters and camshafts like at at the end of their build sheet. Yeah. Like, oh shit, yeah, I need a cam, don't I? I guess I do need a torque converter. Ah, fuck it, we'll just put whatever in it. And yeah, like, yeah, just whatever you got that's on the shelf, just send it on. You're like, no, wait, hold on, you're talking 800 wheel in a, you know, yeah. So whenever we, so yeah. Aaron Mick is my buddy, and so I'll text him and I, I would, anything we build that needs a converter, I'm like, this is everything that you'll need to know. You know, tire size, gearing you know cam like typically he specs the cam too so we'll do uh cam and converter specs same time yeah but so. ultimately the goal of the car you know like uh oh man i just i want to go out i want to run eight second quarter mile times in a four thousand pound car that's turbo ls okay cool you tell them that it sends you a converter you're like i hate this stupid thing it is way too loose it doesn't do what i need to you know, it's so hard to drive on the street. And you're, they're like, you didn't say anything about driving on the street. Yeah, like we thought it was going to like pull into the lanes, do a burnout, you're up on the brake, and then that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you don't give them the full story, like I lucked out in the case of the Lexus, the guy before me had like specced out this double throwdown FTI converter. It's got, a, like I say, mechanical diode and, and some other whatever, whatever going on in there. And it's, it's been mint. Uh, decide, like now, granted, again, I haven't really been able to give it the full, full beans, and especially once I swap turbos, like it's likely going to need to, you know, it's going to need to change just factually. Yeah. But the cam to converter relationship in this car is is stellar for somebody who literally built it to do, and he admits to do burnouts. That's all yeah. he built the car for. Is like, yeah, I just wanted to do burnouts on demand. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. he's a he's a good friend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like as soon as he said, like I built the car to do burnouts, I was like, I have to buy it. You're like, I'm <laughs> on my way. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll be there tomorrow. The flight is is eight hours, or I'd be there today. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and hmm. I don't know. Yeah, people. I don't know. I like I say, I hate cars that drive like crap on the street. I hate cars that get 10 mpg. Like you just don't. That doesn't need to be the case. It, the problem is, is like you know equal parts laziness and like antiquated thought you know patterns and junk and 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 a lot of stuff goes into it honestly i don't i don't claim to know all of it i don't claim to know really a whole lot of it at all but you know <laughs> that's awesome well dude uh i want to say thanks for hanging out we've been on here thanks like two hours you, man it's so much fun meeting new people especially dudes like you that are in the you know into the a lot of the same stuff i'm into and have done all of it that's a big plus uh, it's not all theory at that point, you know, and uh, man, I, I look forward to really hanging out with you on sick week. I, I think we're going to have a ton of fun. I think we're going to be able to spend more time. Like I had all these grand plans of like 2.0 to be to where I could hang out with everybody. And then shit started going sideways on the car and the MG, like we were driving there and the MG took a shit, the steering shit or steering uh, cross shaft on it was not, uh, in a good situation. It was a binding and ended up breaking. And, uh, and so we, you know, we just started behind and that was the hard part. So the steering thing there actually reminded me. So I touched on that Malibu thing. My buddy's Malibu earlier that we, uh, that we sight on that he sight unseen bought Bradley, uh, my buddy, Chris and I flew in and put together at Fred's house and drove back. Um, 
So they had done a rack conversion on that car before, like a Flaming River, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. like typical drag race rack. And, you know, there's a bolt that holds like the steering shaft to like a coupler or whatever, somewhere in there, yeah. you, you know, yep. whatever. Um, unbeknownst to us, uh, after allegedly doing at least 130 miles an hour in the car on the way home, uh, that was only held together with a self-tapper that was loosely like jammed in there as a placeholder. <laughs> the entire steering system was literally hinging on the self-tapper. Yeah. They could have fallen out at any time over the 1,400 miles home. Yeah, so uh, funny story. My brother built an MG, a uh, little MG midget or whatever. Uh, awesome. A six, 68 or 9 model. It's a 2.3 Lima setup from like a mid-80s SVO Mustang. That's um, dope. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a it's Project Adam Ant on our channel, um, and so the first uh, one, the first one he built was all MG suspension and uh, MG steering and stuff, and he didn't put the uh, he didn't put the bolt in for the double D shaft or whatever you know. Uh, yeah, he put it yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, at like fifty miles an hour, it came apart and flipped the car. So yeah, it's oh it's on our God. it's on our Facebook page. You'll have to look it up. It's pretty wild. Um, He's okay, presumably. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was it had the you know like a full cage and all this kind of stuff. It didn't have a halo or anything, but it had bars on. But they weren't wearing their seatbelts. They weren't wearing a helmet, and they didn't have the GoPro on. Dirty bastards. Uh, but the, the it, Malibu has a bench and no cage, so definitely yeah. crafting at a buck thirty would have dirt mapped us. Yeah, big time. Uh, so, yeah, on this one, when the steering started getting a little funny feeling, he was like, nope, nope. And so slowed way down, creeped it into a gas station and was like, somebody come get it with a trailer. And then he got it home and, and figured out that the, the actual shaft had broken. So, you know, if he'd hit a hard bump, it would have done the wheels like that. And who knows where you're going. So, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. insane. Yeah, we don't, we don't mess with steering stuff. So, all right, dude, uh, I'll see you in six weeks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just look for the Lexus doing burnouts. It's not hard to miss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a ride in that thing. We're going to go live and we'll do some uh, rowdy burnouts for folks and uh, and let them live it up as well while they're sitting at home because we're going to be at sick week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so. Which is so nice that like for once, like we drove to Martin for the start of drag week and that was like, I don't know, a 14, 14 hour drive from Atlanta. The fact that I'll be able to wake up the morning of sick week and drive like an hour and a half to the start is so nice. Yeah. And and at the end of it, like you'll be an hour and a half from home too. It'll be nice. Yeah. So, yep. all right, man. Uh, well, thanks so much for having me. It was super fun chit-chatting with you back and forth. And I, I'm sorry we haven't actually gotten to like have a conversation, even in a parking lot over a beer at the end of a long day before this. Yes. Dude, that's what we're going to do every day uh, in six weeks. So, because they'll yeah. be long days. So, all right, I'm going to end this, and then I'm going to talk to you for another few minutes. Do you want to give a shout-out to how people get a hold of you for tuning? Um, uh, honestly, just uh, I'm ZF, ZFG tuning at gmail.com, um, which means what you think it does. Uh, so uh, hit me up there. I mostly do Turbo LS stuff. Uh, I'm decidedly very good uh, with Holly EFI, but touch pretty much all aftermarket ECUs. I do not do stock ECU stuff, uh, combination of EPA and lack of adjustability um, and stuff like that. I don't like somebody coming back to me two weeks later telling me they drove their car from Florida to Colorado and it drives like shit now. Yeah. Um, you know, elevation change and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, hit me up if you need, uh, if you need that sort of thing. I'm always happy to take a look at stuff. 
That's awesome. All right. I'm going to end this. Stay with me, man. Guys, thank you so much for, for hanging out and, uh, and being around. We've got uh, tomorrow night. We're, we're live. I think this is the fourth one now. So we've got eight more nights of, uh, of 12 pods of Christmas. I, I don't know what I've broken myself off into here. Uh, Danny Fatka is a hundred percent. The reason to blame for this, it was his idea. So uh, yeah, thanks Danny. I appreciate it. You bastard. <laughs> so, all right, dude. Well, thank